What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast for things that have been rebooted, remade, sequelized, adapted, or otherwise not new. As always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And this week, we are back to the theaters again. I don't know. It's like um, hopscotch with these theaters. I know. <laughs> this is our first big month of like week after week after week. We're in it. IPs. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. here now. So hopefully we'll be fine. Uh, but this week specifically is the week of Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, a shockingly anticipated film, a movie that I did not care for, but the rest of the world seems to love. Uh which is fine. People have different opinions, but it's here. Let there be carnage. Uh, some of the best villains for Spider-Man of the 90s, some of my favorite comic book characters of that era, of that time. Here we are. Terrence, yeah. what did you think of Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage? Let There Be Carnage. I, I really wish these titles, I, I love that they didn't put a two on it. Like it's just Venom, Let There Be Carnage, but I really wish these it wasn't like 17 words. Like, let's, let's shorten that a little bit, guys. Um, no, I, look, I hated the first film. Like, hated. Uh, Venom 1 was not something that I particularly cared for. And so uh, my expectations going into this were very low. I was like, I don't want to see this, whatever. I don't want to see Tom Hardy doing his weird affectation voices again and having this Three Stooges moments with, uh, with Venom uh, once more. But so, shockingly, surprisingly, I walked out of this saying, hey, that was kind of fun. I think I might have not hated that. That actually was pretty good. And some of that is because of the runtime. Like it's only an hour and a half, a little, actually it's a little under hour and a half, so like 87 minutes. Uh, so it knows to get in and get out, gets to the point, cuts a lot of the fat off. We don't get repeated uh, uh, sketches of him beating the crap out of himself. We're having that back and forth with Venom and Eddie, which is good. I like Woody Harrelson. He's chewing up scenery and he's having a ball with it. It's fun. It reminds me of that like flashy, super bright colors of like Batman and Batman Forever, where it's like, uh, yeah, this isn't as good as the two Tim Burton's and it's not as quite as bad as the Batman and Robin ones, but just having that fun little stuff and that sweet spot in the middle. And I kind of kind of dig it. Um, I, my biggest problem, one of my biggest problems with the first Venom was that final fight sequence between uh, the two, our two symbiotes was just, un, un, you couldn't tell anything apart. It's black and brown and just, you couldn't pick anything out. The final action sequence that happens in like the last 20 minutes of this movie is actually fun to watch. Now, I don't think it has any emotional weight. I think a lot of the stuff that they're trying to build with in the first act of this movie just happens so fast. It feels sort of a, at a breakneck speed. And I'm like, I felt for the first time that I was trying to catch up. But when we get to that final scene in that church and you're kind of like, yo, this is, this is what I'm here for. This is what I paid the price of admission for just to watch these two battle. It's good. It's I can see everything at all clearly makes sense and it's fun to watch and I think that at the end of the day this isn't one of the ones where you consider to be like where we, we've sort of been spoiled with having these comic book movies have heart and some type of message or moral code this one's just like we're just gonna be fun and gonna put these characters on the screen for you and if you enjoy it cool and for that it works yeah I completely agree I walked out of the first Venom movie very frustrated and annoyed because I felt like a lot of the dialogue was not very great. Uh, the story was very uninteresting and the characters were not well developed and that most of the comedy wasn't very good. Yeah. And all of those things are improved in this movie. I think from the top, you have a much stronger version of Venom and Eddie. They both kind of have a more roundabout version of who they are 
And as a result of that, they go on more meaningful arcs and you get that by separating them. Because I think one of the challenges of the Venom movie without Spider-Man and the black suit story is you don't really have a onus for the symbiote itself other than like, it came from space and it latched onto him and they went and do, did things. You don't really have the frustration that that symbiote has in the comics of rejection of finding feeling it. connected to somebody, Correct. finding somebody else. And by making him and Eddie break up for lack of a better word, you then get to see that character Venom struggle with who he needs to be with. He's a symbiote that needs somebody there and not everything fits. And therefore he, they, you have to work on coming together and putting aside your differences. And it's goofy to say these things in an alien comic book movie, but it helps your movie out. It does. And part of the first movie, I felt like no one took anything seriously mm -hmm. because it is a goofy concept. And I felt like in this one, we took things seriously. We took Eddie's breakup seriously. We took his redemption in that room seriously, his connection with Carnage and Cassidy, we took seriously. And because of that, the directing felt like it had more agency. Now it still got me to take a while to get into it because it is such a I don't even know what to call it, goofy, weird tone. I, I, In a positive way, I can't think of anything else like it. And in a negative way, I don't know what it's trying to do because we're doing these like slapstick Looney Tune moments where he's singing Potato where Potato. It becomes like the mask for a moment, like Jim Carrey's That's what it is, it. it's yeah. the mask. Yeah. But it's still shot in this like Sin City, everything black version yeah. of it that I it, like my brain doesn't know what to do. And then he's dancing in neon parties. And for some reason that yeah. scene is what I was like, oh, this is great. He's getting on a stage, he's freaking everybody and out. It's, but he, it's he funny, that's the scene monologue. that it's the scene that couldn't make one go one or the other. And that was the time that I'm with you. My brain was like, oh, I get this. They're just, they're going for it now. This is like a 90s action film. Cool, I got it. I see what you're doing now. And with that, you know, we really built out all of the strongest parts of the first movie that there were strongest parts, even if the thing as a whole didn't work and we've elevated that. And then you bring in Cletus Cassidy as this off the wall, Woody Harrelson is doing natural born killers, crazy serial killer. And one of the things I appreciated is we've now done so much work in superhero movies and movies in general and everything else. And even in our real world of sympathizing and empathizing with villains and we have to understand the serial killer and you know Thanos made good points and Killmonger made good points and ooh, Green Goblin's like a father figure to Peter and all of these th that make those movies really good and interesting but sometimes I just want an evil character mm -hmm. that we don't feel bad for and even better yet a evil character that has gone too far so even if you're supposed to feel bad for him, you don't. You can't. Like there, there's a small beat, you know, he sends that awesome jigsaw letter in that spiral to Eddie of like, and my, my new favorite trope in movies of having weird animation beats where we're going to like watch him kill his grandma and his dad and it's, his mom and imply a, that he killed this dog. It's a very smart and quick way because the runtime is so short. It's a very quick way to like, let me give you exposition, but I'm going to do it in a kind of a new quirky way that is a different than the other way. And like just seeing the animation while they're sort of going, circling side by side, like in front of each other. Like, oh, that's a 
dope trope. I like that. That's a really well one, David, to kind of like give us this without boring us with like just running over the mundane exposition. I'm sure soon I'll be tired of it, but right yeah. now I'm enjoying it. <laughs> but like, we then later come to the whole, what for a while was my biggest problem with the movie of, but why Eddie Brock? That was my question in the post credit scene of the first movie was it just feels so random to have can do it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I read your work, Eddie. You don't tell both sides of the story and that's bad journalism. But I was like, that's interesting. I still don't fully, I, we didn't do enough work. Right. But that extra 20 minutes to your point might've been what killed the movie. <laughs> get in and get out. Get out, yeah. <laughs> um, but I liked that because then you had this weird beat of like, you know, they abused me, Eddie, and I was alone. And it's like, no one cares. There was somebody in my theater behind me who was like, oh. And I was like, no, 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 no. He threw a, a iron and a toaster into the bathtub and then killed a dog. Yeah, we don't feel bad for him just because like daddy hit him once. Yeah, to throw the disabled grandmother down the stairs. Right, I don't. I don't you don't need to do it. Yeah, like it, and there was something oddly refreshing of like, oh, he's not going to have some big monologue, and half of us are going to be like, oh, we are low on resources. This dude is just off. Just a bad person. Yeah, and his partner is even crazier. I love Shree. She's great. So good. Yeah, and she gives um, she gives no damn. She is she is in more insane than he, than he is, which is saying a lot. <laughs> well, the most insane is this symbiote, and you know you see a lot of these things coming of like, well, she's gonna scream, and Carnage is gonna attack her, and Eddie's not gonna, or uh, Cletus isn't gonna like that. And if you paid weird... any attention to the first film or know these characters, you know what's you can see the writing on the wall for these, but it still works because it comes. Well, it's funny. Together. We're doing a show about like adaptations and tropes, and uh, we've been here, and why are we here again? And in the weirdest way, this movie, a sequel to an adaptation, <laughs> saves itself by doing the most basic tropes that without like the Venom brand we would be so bored of. We turn Eddie's girl, ex-girlfriend into just like the woman in distress in the coffin who is now the agency for the movie. We've seen this trope a million times. Mm -hmm. It has its own words now. We're not doing anything with this character other than kidnapping her, saying, if you don't come to the place, we're going to kill her. And then she just literally, and then she plays damsel in distress like an old Donkey Kong arcade game while Carnage brings her higher and higher up. It is literally like the Donkey Kong arcade game. (laughs) We have to do that. We then have like all of the, they're so odd. These bread, it's not breadcrumbs. These are just giant loaves of bread telling (laughs) us where to go. Like, we've introduced a new character whose power is the thing that destroys symbiotes. I wonder if I wonder the symbiote going yeah. is going to be annoyed by that. Yeah. Like it, you can't, like, of course. Yeah. But these are the things that make the movie have like the time to have real characters because this first one was so cooked in this like, it's the anti-hero and it's new and it's like well it's not new Deadpool did it before you and so did Punisher and so did Ghost Rider and so did all of these other movies you you didn't think of the word anti-hero and instead you're just trying really really hard to do something new but 
it, you're not. So right. instead, why don't you try like decently at 30 old things? And then you'll have a movie that feels like it was made in 1996, but we enjoy. But so we still enjoy, right. And I think those are kind of the weird things that make it, even this like detective story, you've got this like very classic noir, like, well, why is Eddie Brock always at the scene of the crime? And I'm like, ooh, I've seen this so many times, yeah. but I like it. I like this nut, he's in his trench coat. All he's missing is like the hat and the trench coat and he would just be a gumshoe detective. But I was like, these are the, the stupid things that this movie needed because at its heart, this is just like a weird relationship movie about how you like need your other half and you guys have to learn to compromise to be a team. And so to do that without us being like, what is going on? We can't see anything. We also have a red symbiote, which, you know, crank up that R rating because Carnage does some stuff but when he gets the needles and the axe and the weapons he's making I was like oh I want to see this in a Deadpool R rated action movie it's awesome. so funny because it's still it's still like I said it's still having fun but there are a lot of moments because of who Carnage is where like he does the axe and stuff and they do so many things where they do it they cut a cut an angle or cut a camera where we don't see the actual result of what's happening like ah, I just kind of wants to show me the head bitten off or something cut off one time. Yeah, just show me, show me a limb. Right. You know, a new hope yeah. had a limb. Yeah. Like we can do that. But you know, that the, the humor in this movie was also very improved. And I think it's because the first movie's humor tried to just be like campy, which either works or it doesn't. And this one has like almost sitcom type humor. It's like setup, setup, punchline. You have him talking to this symbiote walking to prison and then when he walks in he's like you're an idiot and the guard is like what did you what? say yeah. and i'm like that's a good joke it is that's a fun bit even him breaking the nose and be like oh i'm sorry eddie let me fix it so i'll break it again i was like even this is a good like there's a little more tit for tat because they know each other and everyone else does i loved the we talked about how he was trying trying others uh hosts and he didn't work but then we end up mis using miss chen like that whole beat is phenomenal like it plays oh, it's great fantastic yeah and it's, it's almost a, scary that design on her face is terrifying it is it is and i was like this is like we have figured out the strengths of this movie and this this character without spider-man yeah uh you know really my only issue with it was i was like oh we killed carnage but you know to that point we just said we do bite off his head and drop that body and it's great <laughs> we do we do we don't see it but we do and, and then like, they sort of pause it toxin on the board like they right. put mulligan in place so well we gotta keep you know the studio's yeah. gotta keep going yeah we gotta get him uh there's a lot more there's a lot of there's a lot you can do now i mean the venom the Ven venom's an interesting character because i think the one you and i want is like spider-man gets his black suit either in secret wars which is we're Okay, I'm not gonna say we're never gonna get it because I keep being. I can't on. keep saying we, that because I feel like we, we might always... get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very possible that we'll yeah. get that. Um, but we either want like black suit Spider-Man rips it off, connects to Eddie. Eddie and Peter have a history. We get the big, giant, bulky, giant white spider. He's shooting black webs. Mm -hmm. It's great. Cletus in jail. Blah 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 blah. I want him on the beach, return to me, the, the McFarlane stuff, spectacular Spider-Man's cartoon adapts that in a well spectacular way. I will I want that moment. That's awesome. 
I want to see a whole Spider-Man black suit movie, but there are now people young enough who are going to these movies. That's an old story. And Venom has had his own comic for decades now without mm -hmm. Spider-Man. Eddie Brock's Venom, the most recent one with Null. In between it, we had Agent Venom with Flash. So I am now like, okay, I've accepted that there's a lot we can do with this character without Spider-Man. I still would like to have that jumping off point right. because I just like the design, uh, but fine. And we're proving that we can do that in the movie too. And now we're going to have this, it's just going to keep going. We sort of set up at the end of like, well, Eddie, you don't know what I know and all. And I'm like, oh, are we going to do, are we going to get to the planet of the symbiotes and we're going to do like the Donny Cates stuff that's been great? Are we, are, how far are we going to go? Because look, if the next thing was Agent Venom, I would love it. A minute. Like, yeah. they, like they've now sold me on it. So I'm like, great, let's get really into this weird symbiote lore. That being said, there's a post-credit scene. <laughs> yeah. What was your theater experience like for this post-credit scene, Darren's? Uh, I heard yours, so I know yours is more like a rock concert than mine. Mine, they I'm were so they were, mad. <laughs> they were pretty amped uh, in my in my theater. Um, it was uh, it was interesting. The second that you start, for those of you who don't know, spoilers. Uh, there's a sequence at the very end of this that has. Uh, Eddie in bed and Venom is basically saying like, yo, I got some shit that I can tell you. Like I've been around the block and it's unclear if it's because of some multiverse type of thing happening or is, is Venom himself a nexus being, who knows? But whatever happens, they end up in a world where they are on their TV screen. They are seeing the JK, JK Simmons, uh, Jonah playing Jonah, uh, announcing that Spider Man is 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 Peter Parker from the end of the last Spider Man film, and Venom licks the screen and like, oh shit, we're all in the same world. And my theater, m unlike yours, lost its damn mind, but not as loudly as yours. It was pretty 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 pumped. People were like, oh yeah, like that, like as a salt, like a golf clap, if you will. Like oh yeah. Oh, Terrence, this was '96 Bulls cheering. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. You, was your theater game six Suns <laughs> Bulls. I was furious. <laughs> I just want to hear the dialogue. I'm yeah. sure it's just the dialogue from Far From Home, and I I want to watch it. I want to see what's going on. There's a lot to figure out. Was that a Doctor Strange explosion? You've now presented me the yeah. idea that Venom can just do this. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, is the symbiote from the MCU and jump to the Sodyverse, and it's going to turn out that he has had history with Spider-Man? Is it going to turn out that we we just skip Uncle B, Uncle Ben, the Green Goblin, and the symbiote? Oh my god. Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. Because he licks that screen like he knows it. Correct. So I'm like, oh, there could also be like Tom Holland Spider-Man in the Sony-verse who is in New York while they were in San Francisco and he knows, like, these are all things I'll accept. Yeah. Uh, but it's great. I like the gag of there in some dude's hotel room. A part of me was like, ooh, is that our Eddie? Is that what we're doing? Is that, but he's not, not it's not an actor. It's not a name actor. So it's right. not that. Uh, but yeah, erupted. I was so mad. Like, have a good time. Clap. I get it. Like, enjoy yourselves. Clap at the movie. I'm not being like, don't have fun. But like, at the same time, like, can we wait two seconds? Till to, to it's over. There's uh, a lot to figure out here. It's a lot to digest. It, I still don't quite, there's more, it, it posits more questions than it does answers. You're like, well, how does this happen? Or what, like you said, is it strange? Is it, is it, 
Is he in that is no way home a three around? and a half hour long movie? Right. I'm like, is he going to show up there? Like, there's a lot of things that's like, I just don't know what all of this means. Um, I'm amped to now know that there is a world where the two of these studios are willing to play together. Like Disney's like, sure, do your thing. Well, and also, you know, there's the Morbius of it all, right? It like we really, and we Which know we the seen, trailer. We've seen that uh, Michael Keaton shows up his his, his uh, vulture shows up in there, so. which is like Morbius might have just been an MCU movie. I mean, we might have there might have been a secret we didn't know about because right. of the reordering of this. So it's which is crazy. I'm like, are we now going to get Doc Ock, Goblin, Electro, Vulture, possibly Scorpion, and Venom? Is that our six? Oh, I I'm, I'm I might not make it out of that theater if Venom just shows up as the sixth person for the sinister stuff. Like, well, I'm dead. Terrence is dead. He is dying. I now. mean, which is like this, the funniest part is we sit here and we're like, ah, the first bit of wasn't great. This one's an improvement. But I'm like, but if he showed up. But if that character, because I, I sit here and I'm like, yeah, I, I like I like this version of Venom in this world. I like Tom Holland, Spider-Man in that world, but I really don't want them connected. But then there's another part of my brain is like, but if they were to connect, I would lose my damn mind. I mean, if we even brought in like Topher Grace's Venom, I would be like, awesome. Like, like it, yeah. But again, how long is this movie going to be? That's the thing with this film. Like they, they keep, as much as they, they haven't put a runtime out there. We should be probably like in the next couple of weeks starting to hear what that might be. But yeah, this movie has to be like, the Bond film is two hours and 47 minutes. That's how that Spider-Man Which film just is. seems like too long for a Bond film. But it seems like the right amount of time for No Way Out. Yeah. Yeah. But James Bond doesn't have to explain the multiverse. He's just going to show up and be like, I'm going to have the same drink I've always had. And I'm going to stop this man and his bomb. And we know what we're doing. I mean, you know, I love the James Bond movies, but like we know what we're doing. But there's no need to be that long. Pierce yeah. isn't going to show up. No. But what if Pierce showed up? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the Marvel movies have ruined me because now I'm like, well, what if James Bond could be a title and not a person? They're like, why not get Pierce Brosnan in here? Yeah, like what's Pierce doing right now? Where, where's Timothy Dalton? Get him around here. Let's go. Yeah, let's come do on. it. Give me, we're like, you know, there's some people we can't have anymore. Let's get all the living Bonds in a movie. We've never yeah. done it. That's an extra 40 million at your box office right there. <laughs> Speaking of box offices, clearly wow. the Venom movie is something that everybody needed in their lives. Uh, clearly. I, look, I, it's funny because the critics hated the first one. And I thought, and this typically happens when the first movie does well box office wise, the second one, if the critics didn't like, or that it was a reviled film, it just won't do as well the second time around. This is one of the, because Suicide Squad is a sort of an example of that. Now, granted, we're dealing with the pandemic still, but clearly with these numbers, that doesn't quite equate. This movie did gangbusters, the first one, the original did, and the fan, critics hated it. Fans loved it, even though we didn't. And now this time they come out with $90.1 million. $10.1 million more than the first one made in its opening weekend without a pandemic. And we're in a fucking pandemic. Like, what? <laughs> No. That was and it was in four thousand two hundred and fifty theaters. This one, I think, was in similar. Yeah. Now, a part of that I, I mentioned before the mic. It's only eighty-seven minutes long, so the run times and the amount of times they can show in a day is is a is a lot higher than the, the previous. They probably get about one to two and a half extra show times per day, so that bumps that number up a, a bit. But even still, there's still a draw for this. Like there is still an audience for this. 
despite how much people were like, oh, Venom 1 is trash, or at least we did. Well, and it's going to be, it's like, I'm, I'm wondering if we're going to do a hat trick because Venom came out when it came out in 2018, right before, a week before Halloween, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Halloween at that time became one of the highest opening weekends for an R-rated horror movie. And I, at that time, was like, well, people go to the theater, what, twice a month? Is Venom going to affect Halloween? And now we have a bond in the middle. So that's our, you know, our misdemeanor. But otherwise, it's the exact same October we had in 2018. We do, with Halloween coming two weeks, And I'm yeah. curious if Halloween Kills will do those numbers again. It's also it's, on Peacock. I say it's hard because, yeah, they add the Peacock thing to it. So that sort of makes it a little bit more questionable. Plus, we'll have a major tentpole film in between. But... And Bond, you know, Bond does well. Yeah. Uh, especially in recession times that's the weird that's always been that weird thing oh really bond does better when we're in recessions i think there's like actual numbers to back that up i think this one has the added bonus of i mean it's been pretty much sold as the last daniel craig time so anybody who's a fan of daniel craig bonds it's going to be like oh let me go out and see what the heck this is about um so there's a bit of a, a draw there but yeah this movie did gangbusters. Uh, my theater was full. I'm assuming the way that you said your rock star response was to the post crazy conspiracy. I mean, you would have thought we got away with the Ocean's Eleven hype. <laughs> so it's, it's, it, it, it seems like within this pandemic, for the stuff like the card counter or Tammy Faye, you're not getting people to go to a theater to that. They're like, look, I can wait three weeks till you put this on Voodoo or you can release this on whatever streaming service. But for the big temples like the Venoms, the, the Shang-Chi's, uh, the, the Black Widows or Bonds, they're like, look, I'll take the chance and I'll go out this one weekend to go see this movie. I won't go for the rest of the, 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 the month or the rest of the year, but I will go for this. Uh, and so they pick, people are picking and choosing when they go. Um, unlike us who are like more movie goers you kind of go see whatever if it's only in the theater I'm probably going to go see it uh if I have the option to see it at home I'm probably going to take that option yeah Halloween might be the one time that I might go still go to a theater versus Peacock oh yeah I mean that's you know it's funny because I hear I am like oh this rock star moment but that that was a lot of excitement for a beat that I really wanted to focus on Mm-hmm. When I'm in a comedy or a horror movie, I want a little. I want the. I want a little bit of it. Yeah. This was like, oh yeah. my god, guys! Like, <laughs> can, it, it's exciting, but we can take a breath. Bring it I down, mean, guys. Jesus! <laughs> Who would have thought Cat picked up that hammer again? It was insane. That was a moment. Yeah. But I was like, all right, you know, I also love these characters. I get it. I just, you know. I think it's because I'm, tired. I also, I'm an old man. I'm tired. But I think it's also because I don't have as much, I don't have as much attachment to this venom. So when it happened, I'm like, oh, this is cool, but I'm not losing my mind. Whereas when Cat picked up or or when the circle starts showing up in Endgame, and you're like, who the hell is coming through that portal? That was that was my moment to like lose my damn mind. Yeah. Well, and I think too, it was just such an unexpected thing like it, this is probably the first post credit scene of the while where i'm like well hold like, on. Wait, what <laughs> yeah all right somebody signed a check <laughs> exactly okay yeah i think it's gonna be great and well it's also funny because now we've like we've planted seeds for no way home 
and seeds for venom three with toxin mm -hmm. which yeah. i'm like okay so we have to come back here eventually we're not right. staying in the mcu unless it's all going to fold in together right yeah who knows but I am oddly excited for more Venom. I would like more Carnage because I am like, there's always going to be the Spider-Man of it where I'm like, man, because when he pins him against that wall with the spikes, I was like, ooh, wouldn't it be awesome though if like Spider-Man, Cap, all, if, what if everyone, what if it was Maximum Carnage? That would be yeah. great. It's a, it's, he's, he's so good a villain that you don't want, really want this to be it for him. Well, especially for Simmons worlds. has proven that they will recast you as the same role in another universe. It's not crazy to think Woody Harrelson is could play a, somewhere a in top multiverse top versions. Worlds. Yeah. Like, you know, which I'm I'm here for that. Also, now we have another point where I'm like, ooh, Secret Wars, maybe. But like just a little bit of that goo could get on Tom Holland at the end, and Venom can go home, and then we have our own symbiote to do. It clearly with. doesn't take much. I mean, in this one, which was one of the things that contention-wise, like, kind of bothered me, but I'm like, all right, screw it, we're in it. But the bite, like how he gets the symbiote in this is like, all right, fine, we'll do, we'll do it that way. But it was clearly just a little bit. And once now I get once it's in your bloodstream, that expands and multiplies quickly. So I get that part, but just the little small bite being part of it is like, uh, sure. I'll, I'll yeah, lie. that was, I was also like, oh, there's cooler ways to do this. Yeah. But I know I did like him being like, oh, I've tasted blood before. And I was like, that oh, is. he's insane. But that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, I love a good insane serial killer villain. Yeah. But I don't bring it on. Who cares? Let's keep doing it. Clearly they're going to do more. Yeah, I mean, if it opens this way now, granted, this one probably box office as a total won't make as much, but I, it's clear that there's an audience, and when the audiences are more normalized, they can see that if we release another one of these, we'll be perfectly fine. I mean, yeah, at this point, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's our show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to either whatever podcast app you're on or YouTube, and Follow the show at Hollywood ADI. I'm at, as always, Blake and Terrence and Terrence Tatum. And we also have our uh, What If series spinning off of this, Marvel's Pair Up, the history of the Marvel movies, which is coming to a close next week. So get caught up in all of that. And then we will uh, bring you that finale next week when we also bring you Bond. So we will talk to you then. Later.